a cool little Fleetwood Mac shirt. Thanks. Yeah, I went to the uh, coffee shop, and these hipster guys were like, whoa, you like Fleetwood Mac? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're probably like 18. They're probably like, oh, man, we heard about them on TikTok. Yeah, they, they were seriously like, do you like the Stevie Nicks one or the Peter, whatever the dude's name is? Guys are friggin' lame. <laughs> It's on like decom. It's on like 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 decom. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to it's on like decom. <laughs> I meant to mess that up. I was meant to go. It's on like it's on. Oh, I said the same thing. Whatever. Welcome to It's On Like Decom. I thought it was fine the way you did it, Ryan. I know. I blew it. I, I, I was thinking something else in my head and, you know, I, whatever. I liked it. I think you did a good job. <laughs> well, I'm Ryan and, uh, you know, I'm here with uh, who I'm always here with. It's me, Madeline. What's up, guys? Yeah. Oh, by the way, we what? better keep our voices down because oh. we don't want our... Disney overlords to uh, zap us from the, I don't know. Where do you think the Disney overlords yeah, live? Maybe, <laughs> in, the, in our cupboards. Like, uh, in our cupboards. Like, I thought I remembered his name. I thought I had it. Christie's husband. Christie's husband, military man. Yeah, I thought, uh, is it Nathan? No, Christian? Something? I don't Chris, know. Christie and Christian? <sighs> I swear she says his name, his, his name, and I was like, I'm going to remember that. So we can oh, I know. call him his name. Hubby. Hubby. Yeah, hubby approved. Okay. Hubby approved. Um, yeah, we have to be quiet because, you know, we don't know who's listening over there in Disney. Land. Yeah, and we, we don't want them to cancel our contract with them, our million-dollar contract. Um, because, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the ultimate uh Anti-Disney. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, we're going off topic again, baby. Yeah, and we're in an underground bunker where no one will ever know, right, Ryan? <laughs> Hell's yeah, and it's we brought it's, snacks. Yeah, we got our TJs, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, and cold brew to keep us all wired. Mm-hmm. Peek behind the curtain, but <clears throat> I was asleep during our our start time that we agreed on today. That's right. And was woken up, and I was like, oh, shoot, time to, I'm late. Yep. Late, I'm late. And I was taking a nap directly <laughs> before I got on, so we, our sleepies 30s, are going folks. away, though. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to your midday naps, people. Mm-hmm. Get used to it. But, uh, <laughs> I love a midday nap, I gotta tell you. I don't, yeah. since the pandemic, I don't function without a midday nap anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I mean, I've, I've had a pretty relaxing weekend, I would say. Um, and today especially. Even doing a little bit of chores around the house, I cleaned the kitchen and went to sleep. It's been good. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. I bought some new flowers. Uh, I did. Because I killed all the ones that I had. Oops. Mm. 
Got some new of those. That was nice. Got some paint. We're gonna paint the house next weekend. Nice. Good times. You, what kind of what kind of what color what color did you get? Well, we <laughs> got a very soft pink that's called Romance. It's like Ooh. the softest pink that you can get. That's almost white. Mm. Then we got a very very soft blue, and it's called Watery, which doesn't sound <laughs> all that appealing. <laughs> but it was pretty. Romance. Water. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. I've um I wanted to surprise you with this. I um uh, been playing a little bit of a phone game as of late. No called, way. Called uh, Cooking Madness. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exciting. All right, which land are you on? Which country? Do you I know? mean, just the second I, it's moved to the next second pl- land, I would oh, say. Okay, so you're probably in like Hawaii making smoothies or something? Yeah, I think I'm, um, it's definitely like some lobsters involved and stuff, I think. And oh. Maybe even after that, I think, but. Yeah. All right. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah it's I'm pretty currently, fun. It's, it's the best game ever, man. <laughs> and it gets it's, better. The only thing I would say at first I didn't really like this, but now it's gotten hard. Um, at first yeah. I was like, "Oh, you can't really like give someone the wrong thing," and that's kind of was always a big thing with those food, these uh, cooking games is like giving somebody the wrong meal and they get mad. Yeah. And this one you have to send them what they want, but it's more of the time timing wise, I suppose. Right. In this. Yeah. Um. So now it, at first I was upset, but now I kind of like it. Yeah, know? and as you go on, like things kind of change, and eventually. So you only have a certain amount of lives that you can lose before it makes you like watch videos or like pay. I never pay for a game. I'll never do it. Not even once. You didn't um, even do like the because there was a thing that you pay one purchase and you don't get ads on that game. I won't do it, Ryan. I refuse. I, it's a matter I, of principle. I paid two dollars and now I don't have any ads ever. I can't. I, I know that would be so much easier. <laughs> it would make it would improve my life. But from an ethical standpoint, I can't do it. I don't know why, but I have that, to stand. That just seemed like a norm, like a cheap price for an, an a game is two bucks. I was like, that's not bad. I'll do that if I can not get ads ever on this thing because it's driving me crazy. How many ads there was? I but. don't know. I'm I'm hashtag raised by commercials. So <laughs> for me, it's like patience. It's like if I have enough patience, I can sit through this commercial. <laughs> so you're you're watching it. You're playing the game as you're. Watching Pluto TV when there's commercials on. So by by the time the commercials start on the game, the show has started back up on. It's exactly. like a vicious cycle. <laughs> My life is an endless loop of <laughs> commercials. <laughs> so, so I see. I see what's going on. You got a good rhythm going on. Yeah. If you're, you're in, uh, you'd throw it off if you bought uh, $2 of, you know. I right, I have get. it timed exactly right right now. If you buy like two dollars in oven mitts or whatever on the game, then you're gonna you're gonna throw off your whole equilibrium, you know. That's right, because then if I bought it on the game, then I'd also have to get no ads on Pluto, and that's more money I'm throwing down the drain. I don't even know if you can do that. That might be. I yeah, I, don't, I think Pluto is just like ads or nothing. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> stop watching Pluto TV. <laughs> wow, it does make me hungry. It does, right? Yeah. Like right now I'm cooking uh, fish and like kebabs and uh, like Japanese tea. It's there was like a fun. food truck that had like fish and chips and stuff. Yeah. That looked good. Those, those little fun. colors, they do a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
This episode of Decom is sponsored by Cooking Madness. Get 10% off with code mm-hmm. Pluto TV. <laughs> yeah. You get Pluto TV ads instead of the usual, you know, like Snoop Dogg trying to sell you on another app ads. That's right. And if you use our special code, you can actually time it so that you can play Cooking Madness with Pluto TV. You can line them up perfectly, just like The Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd. We've done quite a bit of, you know, this show has a little bit of celebrity gossip in Hot its, goss. in its um, core. And it's, it's always been something kind of fun to goof on a little bit. Um, there's been a lot of different relationship stuff going on lately. I think at the, the quarantine, people coming out of it, that people are just going wild lately. And, oh, my uh, God. I, and I wrote down three new couples on um, that we can go through. What, what do you think about that? I really hope you're going to talk about what I want you to talk about. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you are because I have a lot of thoughts. Well, first, how about this one? Um, this was a recent thing. Um, Kat Dennings and Andrew W.K. engaged. This makes me feel like a loser, but I don't know who Andrew W.K. is. Now it's time to party. We will party hard. You know Andrew W.K.? Is he in a band? All right. Let me just, I'm not even going to say anything else. You probably know who this is. You'll never forget who this is. All right. This is good because I needed someone to explain this to me because I know Twitter, the Twitter sphere was on fire with this. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You have to know who this is. (gasps) Party Um. hard official video. So this is from 2009. Yeah. Long time ago. 2001. This intro. It's like blood streaming from his face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I actually know the song. Yeah, wait, this isn't ringing any bells. No. This is like the most like positive song ever. It's like <laughs> I don't know how I wouldn't have known this. Like, did this play on the edge? Because if it did, I would have known it. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> you don't know that at all? No. Oh. It, I mean, it must not have played on the edge. That's all I was listening it to. It had to. It had to. He is a lot. <laughs> I want to see if I can find him. Okay, here we go. This is my favorite thing. Because the show is dance moves. <laughs> oh, dear God. What is up with this girl? <laughs> Fun. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just had to show you those things to see a slight idea of Andrew W.K. How do you feel about them as a couple since you kind of know him? Well, just a little bit because he was just like a guy like in like I was, you know, 
junior high when he came around and he always has that sweaty, bloody white shirt on still to this day, it seems like. <laughs> and he now is almost like a um almost like self-help like thing. Like, you know, it's almost just like this uh, you know, everything's a party. You know, pizza's a party, you know. Putting a mask on is a party, you know. He's just like that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Every he's, like a, single, he's like a cartoon character, you know? Yeah. Every single picture of him is him, like, with his full mouth open, a big-ass, like, Halloween mask-style smile on. Yeah. Yeah. He just has, like, this posit, this weird kind of, he's still done it, like, kept this sort of, like, mentality and always just looks dirty. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, there we go. You guys go. That's what what a good, like fun, weird couple. You know, hopefully it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they look cute together. I'm looking at some (laughs) pics. But yeah, I don't know much about him. You know, that that song is really his one hit wonder. You know, party hard. Party hard. But yeah, I think that's just a fun, fun thing. I'm surprised you you missed out on on I don't know what happened. Two thousand? What was I doing in two thousand? Two thousand. 20 years ago. <laughs> I was 10 years old. Maybe I wasn't allowed to listen to that because I, I was listening to Christian rock or something. It's a little intense. Yeah. But it was on MTV a lot, you know, kind of thing. Um, I was one time, I remember being in Texas, taking a picture, visiting you guys, visit, uh, taking a f- picture of a greeting card that he was on. And I forgot what it said. <laughs> but it was, like, it was one, of, one of those little cute little boutiques or something we were in. And, I, and there was a, uh, someone drew a, a, him on a, a greeting card, and I tweeted it, and he retweeted it. No so, way. Yeah, and it was in Texas. This so. is just one of those things where I'm completely out of the zeitgeist, and now I'm going to just hear about him in conversation and be like, all right, so I've missed out on this since 2000. <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy. He's really funny in interviews, and whenever he's on Conan, they're always it's a good, t- good little fun time. But he doesn't really do much. He's more of just like this sort of uh, optimism advocate is kind of what he does now <laughs> so and does he do like drugs i don't think so oh i don't know i think he's like a pretty he might be like a pretty clean guy I think. so that's just his know. natural state like i think he like went to like i could be wrong i think i have a feeling he went to like juilliard or something crazy like he's this crazy accomplished piano player and like just somehow, like, I feel like he was just, like, maybe, like, a music nerd that kind of became this sort of, like, you know, hard rocker or something. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Because when I saw him, he's, like, playing the piano, like, crazy on stage and stuff. And <laughs> But he just wrote the song, party hard, gonna party, party, party. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what, though? Mazel tov to Kat Dennings yeah. and Andrew WK. That's a beautiful yeah. thing right Yeah, there. I thought that was a nice one. That was a nice one to start with. Yeah. So good opener. Another interesting one. Um, this one gets a little comp, kind of dicey. I feel like. Row. But this was also going on the Twitter sphere this week. Was um, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn? Okay, I knew you were gonna say that. He did. Okay, what is the deal? Because he just got divorced, correct? Yes. Is I mean, that why it's dicey? I think so. He just he had checked himself into rehab. That too. And he got out, and people were like. So apparently with like, I don't know if this is how it is with um, Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever, but after getting out, you're not supposed to be in a relationship for like a year or something like that. Or it's like an unwritten rule or whatever. Yeah. 
And so people were like, oh man, he's going crazy. But here's one thing. I think we don't hear about stuff like this. Like the, we're getting it like late, you know, divorces and things. Yeah. I mean, they so could have might... been together for like a whole year for all we know, I guess. Or they, like the whole split with his wife, that could have been happening for a long time and just like it became a public thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I was shocked because he seemed just someone who was very down to earth, yeah, like not together. really with the celebrity thing that much. And then it's mm-hmm. just like he's in rehab and now he's with Olivia Munn. What? What are yeah. you doing, John? You silly. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was. Yeah. He just ate. It's almost got. Yeah. Guy kind of stayed away from all that. And then all of a sudden this in the last month, it just kind of became sort of a one of those guys. Yeah, that's that's wild. And he actually he had been in rehab like in the beginning of his career. Isn't Mm. that right? And then he was sober for a long time. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like that's what happened. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he might be like a guy that like if he gets too into it, he gets, you know, goes off the deep end, you know, kind of thing. But it seems like he keeps it together. But maybe not. Maybe maybe everyone's everyone's on drugs, you know, some kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go, because this says John Mulaney's relapse, because he was mm. a long-term sobriety. Well, I mean, it's glad that he's, you know, taking care of himself, it sounds like, and he just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he found something else quick, you know, with Olivia Munn, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I say, I say good, good luck, be careful, John, we all. Yeah, be careful, John, we <laughs> like you, we think you're funny. Yeah, don't, don't go too crazy there, bud. <laughs> And and I feel like now we're just itching to get to what we really want to talk about. Oh, yeah. The big thing is the third one on my list. I mean, hopefully I'm not missing one, but Benifer is yeah, back. Yeah, Benifer. What <laughs> on earth? How did this happen? <laughs> I feel like that this is like an alternate timeline that only happens because of the pandemic. Yeah. Weird, right? It's so weird. And I'm trying to figure out, are they really together or is it just like they kind of hooked up on a little reunion and now it's not going to be anything anymore? But I could see a mix of both. It's just so funny because there was just that thing with um, Naveen. It's me. Okay, we need to talk about this, too, because (laughs) that made my actual skin crawl off of my body and fall on the floor. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Wait, do the impression again. Naveen, it's me. Like, that kind of, isn't that what he says? Like, And he's doing, like, that old guy thing of you don't know how close you're supposed to be to your camera when you say something. (laughs) It's so gross. Yeah, here we go. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. <laughs> okay. Ew. He's so, like threatening her. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna it does come, come to your house and find you. Why did you unmatch me? It's me. Ugh. Is that nightmare inducing for you? It's pretty intense. I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of funny and like, you know, like you said, kind of old man-ish a little bit. But um where, you know, he's a lot older and he's just like he probably thinks this is gonna be funny and cute, you know, kind of thing. Ooh. And it is kind of like hey. No, no, no. He's the creep of the week. 
He's the creep of the week. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck, everyone, put it down on paper. Ben Affleck is the creep of the week. Cue the theme song. <laughs> Sorry, Cody Eastlick. I know you love Ben Affleck, but I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I love him too. But yeah, he's that's funny. But so apparently, yeah, he's been spotted with the old J Lo, the old, uh, the old Geely herself. I think. I have opinions. J-Lo, you can do better. Yeah? I think she needs to, because look, here's the thing about J-Lo. Still famous, still hot as ever. Mm-hmm. Looks better than ever, maybe. And her career, yeah. it's just, it keeps going higher and higher. Ben, sorry, bud. You're kind of just, I think, just stick with your iced coffees. <laughs> maybe you could hang out at your house, you know. Uh you know, do do whatever you do, but I don't think you should be doing what you do with J Lo, frankly. Do you, th- do you think that he sends her weird messages like that on um of his face so close to the camera? Yeah, I do. I'm sure he does. And she's just like, <laughs> it's like this this little nostalgia thing for her. Because here's the thing: she's trying to get back at A Rod right now because A Rod cheated on her. I don't know if mm. you're aware of this. No, like, who, why would you ever cheat on J Lo, you moron? Um, so she's trying to get back at him like, oh, look, I can hook up with my ex so easy. But honestly, I think she should be swinging up higher. I think she she should be swinging for like Jason Momoa, maybe. Is he married? I think so. I think he has multiple kids. Like I'm saying like a young, hot guy who's like in the spotlight is who she should be swinging for. Like a Chris Pine or something, maybe. Chris Pine's like too. I want someone like a little bit of a bad boy, but like a good bad boy. I'm gonna type in famous, good, good, famous good bad men. boy. <laughs> um, what, what about, about like? like uh, what about like John Hamm? No, no, that's not it. It has to be someone whose career is like getting piping. But older, or no, but, younger. You want young, young, but not too young. Like, like Chalamet. No, <laughs> that's like a baby. <laughs> Ew, no, I think he's like his mid twenties. I really need it to be Jason Momoa, so I'm gonna need him to get out of whatever relationship he's in, so he can date. Okay, I'm gonna look up Jason Momoa wife. Who are you married to? Oh, he's married to Lisa Bonet. Never mind, we can't break that up. That's that's too beautiful. Uh. What? I don't know. Everyone, write in. Who do you think J Lo should shoot for? Because right now she's just shooting straight into the ground. That'll be the prompt this week. Yes, we need. Oh, I didn't to know. know they were together. Lisa, wow. Aren't they cute together? What was I thinking? So yeah, that's not gonna work. Hey, yeah, homewrecker over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Be well. I love you both. I mean, I I'm rooting for him. You know, maybe it wasn't right the right time for them back in the. Uh, it's still the not 2000s. the right time now, though. Here's the thing, because now she's getting used up, Ben. And I don't want you stuff, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody had to say it. She's Jennifer. getting post-Batman, Ben. It's me, Batman. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> My skin. My skin. Well, you know what? If he does end up with J-Lo, he better just worship the ground she walks on. I want him to, like, just shower her with love and attention and, like, be a better man for her. And then I would maybe warm up to the idea of them getting back together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, Ben, we'll, we'll I know you're listening. Do better. <laughs> Stop playing around on Raya. Delete your profile. Don't 
be an idiot. I want to just scroll through Raya so bad. I know. Well, we should we get into this um, not decom? Yeah. Not even I, really a movie, like something a little bit different this time around. There's we literally a... have not even said what we're going to be doing. <laughs> we we alluded to the fact that this is going to be about Nickelodeon. Well, there's um, you know, it's in the description, the title of the episode. Right, 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 right. So right. someone might know. Yeah, <laughs> but we watched a little uh, documentary on ye old Hulu. Yeah, this came out last year. It's called The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. Nickelodeon, if you want to know about it, it's a kid-owned environment. It didn't feel like the version of what an adult was telling a kid to watch. It felt like really what kids were into. I don't know. Kids can smell from a thousand miles away when they're being sold a bunch of crap. If it was a tiny bit naughty, kids would really appreciate that and feel that it was real and it was really for them. No one really knew if it was going to end up being successful. We were the anti-Disney. We were the anti-Saturday morning. We wanted less acting and we wanted more normal kids. The inmates were very much running the asylum back then. It was way easier to slip stuff in. They trusted us. I mean, the stuff we got away with was insane. There's something about just making a show that is just about laughing, it's about having fun, and it's about just being silly. When we all got together, we knew there was something magical. To have that diversity in a, in a show, it gave a lot of hope to a lot of kids coming from different walks of life saying like, well, well, I can do this too. Mothers were going to work for the first time, divorce rates were high, kids were either coming home alone or in after-school programs. They needed a place where they could just be kids. They want a childhood, let's give it to them. So there's all those crazy things that happen that, you know, nobody knows about. I got kind of like emotional watching this thing. Same. And I was, and I like, and I was kind of like, this might be a fun thing to talk about. We talk a lot, a lot about TV. This is, goes hand in hand with a lot of what we, the same time period of what we're watching on Disney, that why not do a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of the enemies episode. You know? Yeah. Go behind enemy lines. It's a feud as old as Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Nickelodeon so. versus Disney Channel. Yeah. And so I figured, like, I don't think a lot of people oh, have talked about this little doc. And um, it felt like it's wild to think. I, I just hard to say what I want to say. I, it's basically like. I mean, there's a lot of people like millennials, of course big generation of kids you know or people that were born during a certain time period of course but it feels like it's wild to think like i shared so much with so many people like watching this i guess what i'm trying to say yeah where i'm like like the feelings that they're talking about within this doc and i was kind of like thinking about it, i'm like wow like it's so weird like just um it's it felt really universal in a weird way and but also specific but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like, it's it. maybe that's what the design of the whole thing is. I don't know. Like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I think it completely shaped us, though. I really do. Like, going back and, and watching it and realizing all of the choices they made. I mean, first of all, watching it as a kid, I never realized how punk rock and cool Nickelodeon was in mm -hmm. comparison to everything else that was on. Cause it was just like, Oh, these are the shows I yeah. like to watch. This is my channel. But I never realized how much they were on the cutting edge. Does that yeah. make sense? 
Yeah, that's sort of what this thing is. It's um, so it starts off at the very beginning. This doc, and it kind of like it kind of takes a turn a little bit at one point, but it's uh, of uh, just showing like different shows that were happening, like big big ones in throughout the nineties, really. Um, but it has it kind of leads up to like the t- t- titular moment, which is basically the Nicktoons probably coming out, you know, kind of thing, or like the start of ma- them making their own shows. Right. Kind of, it kind of has a lead up where it talks a lot about like what kind of TV was on and what cable was like at the time. And and, um, and basically, kind of like stuff. for those who haven't done the doc or haven't watched the doc, cable TV at that time was very much inspirational for children. So showing children as the best they could possibly be, not children as they actually are. Yeah, there were like all like really. Yeah, there. This was like I guess Nickelodeon they talk about in it is like the first channel specifically for kids because there'd always be blocks for kids during different channels kind of thing. But I kind of learned a lot, like how early it started. It was like 79 or something, but it was um, originally like a, was it Cincinnati or Chicago, like local channel or something? Do you remember? I think it, I think they said Ohio. I think it might've been Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. And it was called Pinwheel at one point. Introducing Nickelodeon. Children's programming that's fit for children. 13 hours of programming a day, seven days a week, that will make them wonder, laugh, ponder, and think. We took everything that was wrong with children's television and got rid of it. We kept everything that was good about it and made it better. The result is Nickelodeon, the young people's satellite network. Which I thought that was all interesting stuff. They talked about how it was like kind of educational and then eventually, and this is something I learned too about it, is that like all the figureheads, like the executive producers of the whole thing is all women, like all of them. And you know, I love that. Yeah. So it yeah. was just wild, all this stuff. I was like, in in just like they're, they're gung-ho or they are fo- focus grouping like what we should show kids, but you're right that it wasn't necessarily, um, um, it didn't come off cynical. I mean, the shows are cynical, but like it wasn't cynical how it was made. Yeah, it was like what kids actually wanted to watch shows about. And and one of the quotes I really liked was they said. Or don't know they want to watch yet. Or yeah, don't know, maybe. (laughs) And they said that it's a network made for kids by kids, not a network where adults are trying to make what they think kids want to see. Because they did a lot of actually going into schools and i thought that was really interesting that they asked kids like hey like what is your life like right now and a lot of them were saying you know i'm being bullied and this isn't this isn't going so good my grades are bad so they wanted to make these really realistic um relatable characters instead of like these perfect kids which were on other networks at the time yeah, like what really kind of set it off for me too was when they were talking about Clarissa explains it all, and they're mm-hmm. like, "There's a certain kid that's like a middle-aged kid that no one's made a show about." Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh wow, a middle-aged kid," where it's like you're kind of um, and also they talked about about like how she is like Clarissa. The, the funniest part was um, what's her name from Nick News saying. Clarissa is a feminist. Like it was like this whole thing, <laughs> but there was like a thing where it was like. She there's a lot of kids and this is how the guy that made Doug talks about it, too, that aren't big nerds like losers, but they're not like popular kids, but kind of float between worlds sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, like no, like totally, I guess my not to 
humble brag, whatever, but like, that's me, I guess, you know, like I'm just floating between worlds. I can hang out with, you know, these asshole popular kids or whatever. And also like the little, the people, the smaller people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was the same way in high school. And it, it's that age thing too, because we were also at this place and they said this on the documentary is these kids, this demographic who were too old to be in bed and too young to go out on a date. And that's like exactly where I was when I was watching Nickelodeon. Cause that was like the big Saturday night event. It was Snick, not like going out with someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They talk a lot about that, that particular age group, what Nickelodeon kind of falls into. Um, yeah, it's it was wild, and I was thinking about that. I was like, how much I share with that, and how many people that did this also that took this in like as deep as I did, I suppose, <laughs> and uh, and how yeah, it really shaped our kind of our sense of humor. I would say like all kinds of stuff. I think cool. our worldviews too, because going back um, as early as even like Hey Dude, so those first shows, they were always diverse for the time, and I think just having that exposure to different kinds of kids at that young of an age shaped who we are. Like, like say like salute your shorts. Like there's ugly kids on that show. Yeah. That's and I like love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kids not that look like, these... you know, all of us, which is great. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, they, there's not really, I mean, they're all great, but I'm just saying like, there's not like a whole bunch of pretty, like saved by the bell kids on there or something. Right. Yeah. And even like Melissa Joan Hart, she's beautiful, obviously, yeah. but she she doesn't present like this super um, she doesn't she doesn't seem like a movie star. She seems yeah, like a kid you would hang out with. You know, she comes off a little different than Hillary Duff did, I think, a little bit. Exactly. And now today yeah. it's like the Descendants kids who are just like Instagram walking Instagram filters. Oh, yeah. Like the most beautiful people in the world. Yeah. Like it's like. <laughs> and it's just so it must be so hard today to not oh, see sure. that ever because you're getting like the perfect amalgamation of a kid when you watch these new shows. Yeah. they even, She even mentioned that Melissa uh, um, Joan Hart talking about like I didn't really my mom didn't really want me to wear makeup kind of thing, but end up like working for the character. In a, in a strange way and like it actually ended up being more her than um and it came and it actually helped i think the character and also people watching it you know like what you're saying yeah 100 percent made up and this was all this idea of this main creator jerry who i was just absolutely obsessed with so jerry is a is a woman and her what's whole her, thing what's her name i'm trying to her full name Jerry, I wrote it down Jer somewhere. Geraldine Layborn? Geraldine Layborn. Yeah, called, yeah, called Jerry. And she's just this badass boss who basically would hire people who she really believed in and then just let them go and be like, do whatever you want. I don't care if you mess up. Just do something risky. And uh, so I'm at a point in my career now where I'm like supervising people and that's like exactly what I want to do. Like I want to see mm -hmm. the good in people and just let them go and do what they're going to do. Like I just found that so interesting and inspiring and it's why some of the shows are like really ugly looking or like really dirty looking because that's what they wanted. That was their style and she just let them lean into it and I love that about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm looking at her on the Nickelodeon wiki right now, and they have all these. There, she had a column on the Nickelodeon magazine, and <gasps> now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I remember this. Ask the boss lady. Yeah. And I didn't really put piece it together like at the time, like, oh, she's running the network. 
Did like, you have Nickelodeon magazine? I think I didn't have a subscription, but I would get like it every once in a while. I had a subscription and it was the thing where I would just look forward to the mail and I forgot about it until I was watching the doc and I was like, oh my God, Nickelodeon magazine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good, it's a good little like rundown. And I'm curious of like somebody, here's the thing in the middle of the doc, it kind of just goes like show by show at, at a certain point, And then it kind of comes back around to the, the talking head interviews and stuff. And I'm just curious if somebody that wasn't familiar with this, how they would be watching the sh- this whole doc like how they would kind of take it in if, i mean if I th- it, yeah i don't think it would be the same for them but i think it would still be super interesting to learn about this kind of pirate network this pirate ship network which it ultimately ended up being you know yeah they even talk about the end where it, when it got to the point when like SpongeBob and Dora the Explorer and stuff came around is when it wasn't the pirate thing anymore and that's when Jerry left and like it just became now the thing it was rooting going against because it they talk a lot about they were like we're going to be the anti Disney basically, you know. And sorry, um, Disney, you can't hear this right now. <laughs> we like you too. But this shit is the is what is the best. It's know? so good. It's so good. And there's there's nothing like it anymore. I don't think. Because I kind of try and stay updated, you know, with what's going on in popular culture and, and younger well, kids shows, right. you know. Here's a, little, here's a little thing. Does it bring it back? Jerry, eventually, when she left Nick in 96, went to work at Disney Channel. So, right. And she was there for, like, you know, the heyday of that, too, in 2000. Whatever DCOM. Mm-hmm. So it all, this is why this connects, people. This is why this is, uh, you know. Yeah, it, don't this add in, us. This is we- on brand. <laughs> wondering ryan because it kind of starts at the beginning of disney or sorry the beginning of nick what was the first show that they talked about that you remember watching i think the first thing i mean definitely double dare but i think by the time i was watching it it was probably double dare like family double dare which was probably like mid-run on your mark get set these two teams are in the dark trying to catch ping pong balls by clashing their symbols. Whoever catches the ball first will symbolize silliness with 20 bucks and control of the show that never clashes with good taste. Yes, it's Double Dare. Oh, and the stick is away. We are still trying. It's probably the earliest show. I don't think I've ever seen You Can't Do That on Television, which was their first big show. I don't remember that one either. I remember the name. I've heard, I remember the name really well. But I don't remember that seeing that show. Did yeah. you see any of the original live actions like Hey Dude? Yeah, I saw Hey Dude and um and Salute Your Shorts for sure. I didn't really like Hey Dude that much, but I watched it a lot. Hey dude. It's a little wild and a little strange. When you make your home out on the range. Start your horse and come along. So here's what's funny about Hey Dude. If you ask me what is that show about, I would not know at all. But then they played the theme song, and I was like, I I know all the words to the theme song, so obviously I've seen the show. I couldn't remember anything that happens on it, but that's the earliest that I can remember is Hey Dude. Better watch out for those man jackrabbits and that killer cacti. Hey Dude. I know I watched Double Dare, 
but I think it was like a later version of it. I don't think it was the original version. And then I definitely watched Salute Your Shorts. Still I thought it was so that. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild to think how, because those are on pretty early, but the thing is, is that they replayed them for years, you know, like those episodes. So we may have even been watching the reruns by then, you know, probably started so early. Um. Yeah. Good shows. And those were kind of the early. And then like Pete and Pete was in there pretty early, which looks so wild. It like looks so good. The way they it were explaining so Pete and Pete, I wanted to watch it really badly. And I'm going to try and find it so I can watch it again. Um, yeah, I, what I thought was kind of fun too, was them talking about like just landing on the logo and like the color orange and stuff and how like they got the guys that did the MTV logo to come do that and all this stuff and how they had like original logo that was like colored balloon, like font sort of thing for like a few years until finally they're like this, this looks stupid. And it's like talking down to kids and just like land on the orange Nickelodeon thing for, through these, these guys and. I thought that was fun. I, all that stuff's really great. The kind of formation of the whole network. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. It's so cool, and it, and they even say the orange color quote went with nothing, and I love that because it is just like this in-your-face thing that it would just like pop up on your screen, and you'd just be like, "What is that?" And it it's cool. It's exactly yeah, the, what Nickelodeon is. It doesn't match with any color. It's no. just that, you know. <laughs> exactly. And I just, yeah. I thought that was so rad and fun. And like everything they use. So they made slime because they thought that kids would like to watch other kids get messy, which is like exactly what we like. And Well, they said that like that, that weird, that t- titular show, you can't do that on television, which both of us haven't watched. Maybe we should watch it. But I it's know. like. I kind of want to. It seems like all those, like the sliming came from that. And this is all from a show that was produced in Canada that wasn't like a Nickel- like Nickelodeon purchased and started playing in, in the US so, sort of thing. And that's where slime came from and sort of the attitude, the like, fuck your parents sort of type of yeah. thing. And- well, they, they said specifically that the, the, what they wanted to make You Can't Do That on Television be is this show where kids would think to themselves, at least my life's not that bad. Because it would be like parents that were comically bad and like a principal that would like lock you up in a dungeon. And that is such a fun idea for what kids want. And I think they're right. That is what we want. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool seeing then a lot of clips. That, there was a whole lot of the sh- um, 
good chunk in the the beginning talking about that show before it kind of got into like Nickelodeon proper, but that was interesting stuff. I feel like Me like too. history of television and and all that. And that was that would have been slightly before because the show, you know, that didn't that was probably like early mid eighties type of thing. Right. It wasn't until like the late eighties of when like Double Dare and all that started kind of make, coming out. Yeah, so it came kind of in waves where it was originally those kind of starter shows. And then there were the live actions and the game shows. And then eventually we get into like the Nicktoons era. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like the mid 90s, like the peak where they started like getting these huge hit shows where like all that and Clarissa and all that kind of stuff starts coming through. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. It was cool, and it kind of did almost like a timeline throughout the whole that whole run up until probably SpongeBob, really. Right? That was kind of the last thing they talk about in this. It's, yeah, it was like all Dora. different. Yeah, it was all different after that. Because then it was more about merchandising, and it became the mouse in a weird way. Yeah. You know? No, no more risks because they just had to keep putting out the same stuff so they could keep getting the same return back. And I think it still does well. And, you know, people kids still watch all that and stuff. But it's just like it it's, it wasn't trying weird things anymore. Um, at least, I mean, I don't know. We, were, we, we grew out of it. And that's what's so interesting. That's why I got kind of emotional watching it is because I was thinking about, like, what if I was born three years later or three years before? I wouldn't have experienced this. Like, this, this there's a whole documentary about, like, my whole experience in a weird – it's something like chronicalizing my – TV life right here, this, 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 this documentary, which is really wild to me. A hundred percent. And the whole time I kept thinking about how did this shape me? Like, how did this create this generation? And I a hundred percent, like you and me both were raised by TV. I believe this shaped us into who we are because they had this attitude that was like, let kids be kids. And I think that's why we're the generation of like, we want to be ourselves. We want to have hobbies that we're interested in. We want to have jobs that we actually like. We're Mm -hmm. not like boomers who are just pushing to like get to the top. I feel like that's why we are what we are. One thing I wanted to mention was uh, because I keep talking about like getting emotional during it. I went nuts when um, they had Magic Johnson on the the news thing, mm-hmm. and they, it was basically talking about like talking to kids about um, AIDS and epidemic and stuff. And they end up having like kids on the couch that also are, are HIV positive, and I died. I was just like, it was just by myself, just bawling. Yep, me and Eric this. cried too. We were crying. <laughs> oh my god! Because there was this sweet little girl who was just mm-hmm. like. If I could tell the audience anything, it would be that we're just like normal people and I want to be treated like normal people. And she was just breaking down, sobbing. And Magic Johnson was just like, we are normal people. And it was like the most beautiful thing in the world. And And of course, I I just can't believe I I felt like I can't believe she could say that. Like I was just so like 
it was like so sad, but also like happy for her in a weird way. Like, yeah. how did she? How did she do that on TV? It was so amazing. It yeah. was this beautiful moment, and guess what, Ryan? Of course, I never saw it because every time Nick News was on, I turned it off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> News boring. I feel like this is boring. I'm gonna watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah, every time Nick News was like, I was like, Linda Ellerby. Blah. Oh yeah, Ellerby. <laughs> <laughs> this is some school bullshit. So I missed some like epic history in the making. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wonder. It's it was in, it was sort of like watching one of those old like Fred Rogers clips and or something like that. But it was just like, wow, that happened like what is like '96 or something, whatever it was. And it was just this, in, and they played the clip in full. Like, it was really cool. Like, that's why I liked about this doc is it didn't, like, it, like, for, like, theme songs and stuff, it would, like, play the whole thing. It wouldn't, like, try to, like, make little snippets. It kind of, like, let you sit in it for a while. So it was a little long, but I kind of liked that about it. I loved you know? it. I thought they paced it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I wanted to bring up is, okay, so I thought it was so funny that the guy who made Doug looks exactly like Doug. Wasn't oh, yeah. that wild? <laughs> oh my god. Jim is it Jim Jenkins, I think his name is. I think or? so. It's but always he, said, like created by Jim Jenkins or whatever. Yeah, that was so funny. I was dying from that. <laughs> as soon as you saw him, I didn't even know that he made Doug yet, because he kind of is interviewed towards the beginning too. And I was yeah. like, that guy looks like Doug. And it was. Like he wears Doug's shirt. His head yeah. is the same shape as Doug's. Is he like it the same wild. like hair and stuff and nose? It's so funny. Yeah. That, that was, was that was a, that was something I thought was cool, especially those few beginning Nicktoons, and it kind of talked about their development and the people making them. And especially Doug is that it felt like a personal project, you know, like it felt like so personal that show for this guy. And he still has like so much um, love talking about it and all these things and like what he was feeling. And I was like, wow, that's why it was so good, you know, like connected because it felt like a, you know, he was, they weren't trying to sell toys. That does their whole thing was about like, they're not trying to sell the you know, new Ninja Turtles or GI Joes. So it just yeah. felt like, um, more of like you're watching, um, I don't know, trying to think, compare it to something today. Like like an yeah, indie movie. Yeah, like you know? an indie movie. Yeah, Like yeah, that yeah. someone, you know, paid for with very little money, but they put their heart into it and it's this amazing thing. That's exactly what it was. And that's yeah. what that's it's so cool because that's what Jerry was looking for, because basically she just met the creator of Doug for like an hour. And she was like, the way he talks about this, the way he's passionate about this, this has to be a part of our network. And I... Yeah, love that. Yeah, it was like watching like you know Lady Bird or Eighth Grade or something. You know, exactly. like it felt like something personal. Like, and uh, yeah, and it was cool him hearing him talk about it because I don't think I've ever heard him in an interview or anything like that. No. But I've seen his name a ton, a million times because it's in every credits thing. So that, that was, was such cool. a good show. That was funny that he looks just like Tug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was that that I thought was really cool. Um, something else that they talked about was they went into the history of Nick Jr. because they were thinking about the fact that, okay, who's home during this time? Because they weren't really thinking that way previously, Mm -hmm. you know, different networks. And that's when preschoolers are home. So they created this whole preschool network called Nick Jr., and Blue's Clues has basically become what every other children's show is now on any network because it's mm-hmm. very interactive where they want you to solve things and talk back to the TV. 
And so I thought that was interesting because they created that whole idea. And then I thought it was fascinating that a guy who played Steve is like a punk rock guy. He says like a skateboarder or something. Yeah. And he just came in for his audition and he was just such a nice guy that they were like, all right, we're going to need you not to wear this like tank top. We're going to need you to like be in some khakis. But I just I think they talked about I, I think he went in thinking it was a voice audition or mm-hmm. something. And they're yeah. like, no, it's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was that they talked a little bit about that and, the, and how face the whole idea of face of uh, do you remember face the burp, burp, burp. hey um how they were saying like how because all these people are really smart like Jerry talking about like uh, I heard she just talks about how you're not supposed to have like disembodied parts on TV for or like animated because kids will be freaked out by that or something. And they're like, no, what if the, the face cu- it fills the whole screen? So it's not. It's just the, you're, the TV is the face, you know? Yeah. It's so. genius. And it's so cool to see because she had her master's in children's development or something like that. She was very much into that. And it's crazy to see how much that shaped the choices she made. I just think she. Well, I want to be her when I grow up. She's amazing. But like it also she comes off that like she has all these sort of things she talks about, but doesn't um, mind if things break you know, in certain ways, it seemed yeah. like she was like open about things and it wasn't so strict. Cause she just trusts people. Yeah. She knows she gets the right people in the room and then she just lets them go crazy. And that's yeah. wild. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and then I wanted to bring up, um, Coolio and, mm. uh, the fact that, so during all that, it was at the time when Nickelodeon studios was a thing. And so, they were basically in a fish tank, the cast of all that, because kids could just be walking by the studio at any time and like look in the windows when they're yeah, getting they dressed like, they and like, stuff. For the tour, they put up like little windows so you can see like the production being filmed and stuff and like yeah, the makeup so, room and all that. And they literally had no downtime to the point where like kids could watch them put their makeup on and... um. And then there was times when the guests would be there and the music guests, and one time they had Coolio... And all the kids from all that were like smelling weed. Oh, here it goes. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel. To keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial on read the room. Cause they always in the summer, no front and you don't want to miss it. It's double K like through the good greatness. Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kel and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan cause Keenan be screaming with a plan. Um, by the way, I love Keenan. Keenan is like one of my favorite people ever. So, I just yeah. He's, he's, it's, it's wild how much he's been a part of my, my life, I feel like. It's <laughs> Keenan Thompson. And uh, I feel he's going to run that network someday. He better. I think he should. Because the thing about him is people don't realize that he is the lifeblood of SNL. And they're just like, he's been on it for so long. But like he basically controls everything that happens from the pacing. And I think everybody likes him. And that's why he's on there for so long. Like everyone. But he's truly an artist to the point where he... He he controls everything that happens in every sketch, and I just think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a big part of it. Like, and it's almost like it's almost like he's uh, this constant that Lauren's just like, if you want to keep go doing it, then do it. And I think that's how Keenan feels, where he's just like, what else am I going to do? Right. So, <laughs> and he's really good at it, and he's, he's gonna done be, it since he was a kid. 
Yeah, so he's gonna be on SNL, I think, soon, like twenty years, almost something crazy. It's coming, getting close. Like he joined the cast in two thousand three, so in two years he'll be there for twenty years. Yeah, and I I don't think he should ever stop unless he <laughs> finds something else that he really wants to do. Because they I, I've read things about Keenan where in the script they'll write pan over to Keenan. And so the script, the, the <laughs> camera will pan over and Keenan will just know that at that point he needs to do some kind of reaction to like shape the tone of what's going to happen next. It's just it's really cool. Maybe he'll be like the new Lauren or something. I think he should. Like, or I could see him like running Nick and going back to the really experimental. Phase. Well, I know he's a producer on the new all that. Right. Sure. I want I want to see him like running the network, though, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I want to talk about, I thought it was so interesting. So one of my favorite things on all that was obviously Ed and the mm. way Keenan, or sorry, the way Kel, Kel portray, portrayed Ed. And it was so cool because you realize that every single aspect of Ed, he made up completely by himself. Like no one directed him to do that from the braids to the way that he talked and the way that the character was, I just, I thought that was so cool. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order? <laughs> yeah, I'd like uh, one Good Burger with cheese, extra ketchup, mayonnaise, no mystery sauce, no pickles, no lettuce, and extra onions on half. One Good Burger, want any fries with that? All right, you sure you got my order? Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome seeing like a, Someone that young kind of like developing stuff like that. Like even his character on Keenan and Kel, you know, just the whole like who the hell's going to tell him to love orange soda like that? Like that had to be something that he did. And and it's know. just hilarious. And yeah, I mean, to see kids that young and talented was just super, super inspiring. And it's yeah. cool, too, because the reason they were able to get so many diverse kids who all were so talented was because they would literally just have nickelodeon studios open for constant open auditions all the time to all different types of kids from all different neighborhoods so that was yeah. also really cool what would you say do you have like your top nickelodeon shows that you loved the most growing up like one specifically probably on this yeah I'm or just any that like kind of shaped you i mean it seemed like they just went through like the greatest hits of like everything you know like, there was definitely, like, smaller, weird things that they didn't touch on with this. It's nuts to see, like, that the first three Nicktoons uh, premiered the same day of, uh, you know, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, and Doug. And that's so wild, because all three of those did a, did a number on me, I would say. So um, good. I actually, I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, so I never saw that one. I think I didn't really catch on to it until it was on MTV. I think there was, uh, I might not have seen the original. I, I definitely watched it, but it, it grossed me out where I almost thought, like, I, should I be watching this? Like, it was like that kind of thing, you know? But I still was just like, I have to see it. Uh, what about you? Let me, let me think on that. So my favorite show, and even to this day, is Hey Arnold. Ooh, I just think Hey Arnold is the coolest show because it's about kids who live in New York, but it's really about actual New York kids who are like hanging out in the alleys. And, you know, it wasn't this like Hollywood thing. And I, the storylines on it, like Arnold lives in a boarding house. 
I just thought that was the coolest shit ever. And it was my favorite show, hands down. Yeah, I remember looking into it actually recently with the development of Hey Arnold because it was based on like a short that a guy had made. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of pictures it almost like it's a combination of New York and like Seattle, Portland kind of thing is his kind of outlook. Like all, It can be like a lot of cities is kind of his thing. But yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and it's Chicago fun because they they are always having like baseball games in the alleys. And I think they have it set in New York. I don't know if they ever say the city, but it looks like New York to me. And they'll just be like car and they have to keep like moving back. And then they're like hitting the baseballs into windows and running away because you yeah. know, New York is so packed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thought that was super fun. Um, Yeah, hey Arnold, that's a great one. I'm looking at that was the. That was the sixth Nick show after Rocco and Ariel Monsters was Hey Arnold. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would say, like, definitely, like, Doug Rugrats, Rocco were big ones for me. I'm trying to think of ones that aren't animated, though. Um, For me, Are You Afraid of the Dark was huge. That was, like, my Saturday night thing. Probably shaped me into liking horror as much as I do. I just thought that was the coolest shit. That was a big one on um, in the dock, too, I feel like. on, on it, Yeah, and it was specifically on SNCC. And what I loved about it was they developed it so that it wasn't an adult talking at them because that was the original idea was that it was going to be like a crypt keeper type of deal. And they were mm-hmm. like, no, let's like have it be kids telling the story around the campfire. Genius. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, that was that was good. That was a cool. I watched that too. And that one always was like a weird one for me to watch, but I still watched a little bit of that. Um, I'd say like Keenan Kell is probably like a big one for me. I watched Same. a lot of that. Like watching like I forgot like this the, like for when the theme song started in this the Coolio one. I was like, oh yeah, know that for sure. Like the oh here it goes. Like yeah, I that I was like, oh shit, I've seen this a million times. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a big one for me. I really liked Clarissa as well. And that was interesting too. I'm talking about like it wasn't like they had half and half the demographic they said with that. Like there wasn't like a full on, you know, boys and girls. Uh like it wasn't like all girls watching it. Yeah. And I thought that was super interesting because they said specifically what networks always struggle with is if it's a boy centered show, girls will still watch it. But if Mm. it's a girl centered show, boys will not watch it typically. And that wasn't the way it was. They kind of proved it wrong almost like that was not even really like that probably was never even a thing, but they just kind of proved it wrong with Clarissa. Right. You know, like I think like I like the stuff like the Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was cool. They kind of went into that and guts. And all that kind of stuff. Those are big ones for me. Global guts. Yeah. That was kind of like, I'm looking at the list. There's definitely stuff they skipped. Like, the, remember like Wild and Crazy Kids? Remember that, that one? That show rings a bell. What was that? If you see like the, the font, you would recognize it, I feel like. It was just like teams of kids outside and they were doing like crazy, like it was like a game show. But they were always like out out in the in the, the world. That definitely rings a bell. That was like early Nickelodeon. And it's funny because some stuff, early Nickelodeon, I can only remember like theme songs or fonts, but I can't remember the show. Like even Clarissa's like that for me. Like I know I watched it, but I was so young that Mm -hmm. I can't remember much about it. Yeah, it's like the fonts and the songs and like just like certain moments. Like they kind of always kept, uh, they played a lot of like the first episode in this documentary. I'm like, oh, I've seen that episode a bunch. Like, 
her just kind of explaining what's happening. Felicia explains it all. Yeah, I can't remember like specific storylines too much though. But imagery I can remember quite a bit. What about they don't talk about this in the doc because this is a little bit later. This is kind of where that when the sh- the whole uh, channel kind of spun out. But another thing that kind of went viral this week was um, a little photo from Figure It Out. <laughs> yes, Figure It Out, and that I I think. I used to watch that show, and I think it was like you where I watched it because it was on. And like now that I think back on it, I feel like I liked it, but I think maybe when it was on, it was like, it's because this is the only thing that's on right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because it would always be like some kid makes up this random invention, and then they would have to it's, like guess. I just thought it was full of shit still. Like, just like. <laughs> Like just everything about it, like even like basically this this picture went viral where it was like, if you don't remember the show, figure it out. It was like there was a kid on there that had like some sort of secret talent or something, and there's a panel of celebrities, quote unquote, and it's all Nickelodeon people. They have to guess, and it's almost like a Mad Lib that they're filling out or something of what it is, or they get slimed. It's and I always thought like. Even if this kid's doing this as a special talent or invention, like I think everyone knows what it is. Like ev- everyone's gonna on the panel. I think is. But no, because like, it was always like really, really weird stuff, like stuff that you'd never heard of before. Yeah, but they they would like have no spaces filled out, and then at the very last second, like Laurie Bittenberg will just like say it out loud, like oh, okay. say like I don't <laughs> you know remember what I'm saying. That, but that's probably true. <laughs> or maybe like somebody got it like late, like they like put it in their in their little earbud, you know, like, oh, that's the answer, so that we can get, you know, so this kid doesn't win, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And also, like, what was the host's name? Summer Sanders. Summer I'm like, that Sanders. sounds like, that's a fake name, Summer Sanders. Like, that's not, like. <laughs> I Wasn't she, like, super, like, hot? I'm trying yes. to remember this now. Summer Sanders. We used to make a joke that oh, her is. sister's name was Winter Wonders or something like that. <laughs> What a classic kids joke. All right, we're going to need a nicey nicey on Summer Sanders. Nicey nicey. Nicey nicey. She looks pretty nice. Um, I wonder what Summer you, Sanders is up to these days. I don't know. I'm going to have to find her on Instagram. Do you remember Stick Stickly? Yes. What was that? That was like during summer, right? That would be like yeah, summer it would programming. Be kind of like after Nick Jr. time. Stick Stickley's like block. It was like a block of like a couple hours during like maybe like after school time sort was of situation. It, I could have sworn it was a summer thing. And like it was only during the summer because it would be like Stick Stickley summer camp or something. But I might be making that up. He was the host of Nick in the Afternoon, a programming block in the network that aired summers from 1994 to 1998 on week weekday afternoons. Nice, love that. Yeah, what a weird thing. For, yeah, what 94 and 98? Like why? It's just funny that they would have like there needs to be a host for this block of TV. You well, know, like. It's so fun because it's the specificity of it, like thinking about, all right, who's going to be at home at this time? It's like, oh, kids are off for summer during these months. Like, why should I keep catering that to like this demographic when these kids are the ones that are going to be home? Like, it's just so thoughtful. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's interesting, too. It's like, okay, they had face for the hours, you know, for the, the little kids. Why did I watch so much Blue's Clues and I was probably way too old for it? 
Like I know everything about Blue's Clues. Because there's nothing else on. That's the answer. <laughs> that'd be, yeah. That's it. That's exactly why I watched it too. Because that was what was on. <laughs> but yeah, and then it'd be like Face, and then they have, uh, you know, for then they'd be Stick Stickly for a while, and it's usually like playing kind of repeats of stuff. And then after that, it'd be like Prime Time, you know, Nickelodeon, like new stuff, like new Rugrats episodes until Snick or Nick at Night, you know, kind of thing, like. It's a whole whole thing. And you watch it all day. <laughs> you could, and I did, Ryan. I yeah. watched it from Nick Jr. to Nick at Night. I, I wish I could log how much TV I was watching back then. Me too. Because it must have been just... And we're not the only ones. I mean, I'm sure it was, like, this, this documentary kind of sets it up, too. Like, everybody else was doing the same thing, you know? <laughs> it just spoke to us. Now we're shaped... By Nickelodeon. And that, that's what's so cool about it is you can actually take television and shape a whole generation. So now I have this thing where I want to create a kids network. Yeah. It's my new thing I want to do. Yeah. I'm curious like what they could. Um, I, yeah. I just I, I I mean, not to be like, oh, kids don't have this like we used to. But like, what is there that's comparable to this? You know, like YouTube subscriptions of Christy Carlson and Romano or what's the what are they watching now? I don't know. I mean, they're they're watching what we were watching but shitty versions of it that's what it feels like to me and may- maybe that's just because i'm jaded now and but it, it it does seem like tv it's a lot safer now it's still live action like i know on i'm, I'm like trying to google what the block of disney channel programming is right now just to see like what kinds of shows there are i want to see what's on nickelodeon currently Current programming, animated Nicktoons, Spongebob, The Loud House, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Casa Grandes, It's Pony, that's a funny name, It's Pony, and Camp Coral, which is a Spongebob uh, prequel show. Really? <laughs> that's the current, what's uh, Nicktoons wise on, TV, on on the show. Live action, you have all that is back. Which is great. Tyler uh, Perry's Young Dylan. Young Dylan was like um, an Ellen kid that got a show. You ever seen Young Dylan? Uh Uh-uh. One of Ellen's like kids that would come on and dance for the camera, basically. (laughs) Something called Danger Force is on. Side Hustle. Drama Club. And The Barbarian and the Troll. That sounds cool. It's it's interesting how much it's like the movie industry where everything is like a spinoff because, you know, there's the new all that. And then I'm looking at this. There's Raven's Home. There's like all this stuff from when we were younger and they're still trying to capitalize on it. It's it's just interesting to me. It looks like there's also Are You Afraid of the Dark is on again. I saw that. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Something called The Astronauts. Um, they have two game shows. Nickelodeon's Unfiltered is an American game show that premiered. Um, Jay Ferrar- Ferrero um, hosts that. Jay Farrow? Yeah. Love and him. And then something called Tuned In. What is that? My Alexa's talking to me from the other room. We should probably try watching and see if we're just jaded. I'm sure there's good stuff, but I'm just curious if like... Kid is watching the whole block, you know? I don't think so, because they have too many choices now. Yeah. Peppa Pig. Nick Jr. (laughs) 
I just wanted to see reviews of Nickelodeon shows. And the first one, politics need to be taken off of Nickelodeon. My three-year-old son shouldn't have to ask me why he can't shine because he's not like the kids on the Black Sunshine commercial. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This breaks my heart knowing kids are so shoved down, knowing politics are so shoved down people's throats. They can't just let kids be kids. Oh my God, these are all, this, this is what every single thing says. Okay, I must be on some kind uh, of weird, like. You're shitty... on the dark web right now. Are you I'm on whatever the trust web? pilot is. It seems like this might be a bunch of weird people. Oh my god! Keep That's... Black Lives Matter out of this channel. Children is not about politics. Go fuck yourselves. Oh my god! This it, is it... why Gen Z is gonna save the world because their stupid ass parents are just like, wah 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 wah, and they're just like, shut up, mom. I know everything I hope so. from Nickelodeon. Good. I love it. I hope they all just kill us off, kill us off with the boomers and the Gen Z and the yeah. and the Xers and You don't need us anymore. And then just please just rule the world in a nice place. I don't give a shit. We've served our purpose. Just yeah. just annihilate us because what what good are we going to do? You know, we're going to sit here and fucking have uh podcasts about shows that we watch <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> we're not contributing anything. No. <laughs> what a great it's, note to end this episode I know. <laughs> <laughs> just kill us all please so you guys can as long as i know it's it's going well for y'all yeah i don't care if you're watching these blocks of tv all day watch you know what you probably have better shit to do you're probably like the part just, of political activist groups you're probably like uh oh you know what they're doing they're tiktoking so that they're making tiktoks and it's they're really like artistic made (laughs) they're kicking people out of trump rallies because they're buying up all the tickets Mm -hmm. that's rad just keep doing that don't worry about tv you don't need it yeah 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 we're we're lost we're the lost generation lost (laughs) to television (laughs) wow it's beautiful. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> oh, anything you want to say about this orange ear doc? Is it on? It's on. Made me cry. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. And I'm curious to anybody that wasn't as, you know, ingrained in Nick culture to what they would think about something like this if they found it interesting. Um, cuz I mean, I I'm a fan of like history of TV and all that kind of stuff. Like I love I'm really into like the whole Tonight Show history and like all that kind of stuff, and it's just kind of part of that kind of same type of situation, and you know Oscars and all that kind of thing. Like I don't know, so it's it, it, it that's what it, it was. It was wild to kind of watch and kind of sit with it and be like, wow, that it felt like I was. It was almost like I felt like I was a part of something. We were a part of something. <laughs> we watched TV. And we change the Maybe in a strange way, this is like the equivalent of like boomers watching stuff about like the '60s and like the like the Woodstock age or something like that. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what it is, though. Because when you think about like why why are boomers the way they are? Because growing up, everything was scary for them. Like they went through, or like people close to them went through. People close in their age went through the Great Depression, so like being panicked all the time, and then watching all these things about the American dream and how you have to really go for it, and you can't be yourself, you just have to get shoved down. 
and yeah, shove down your feelings. Different wars and stuff. And this yeah. was like, no, your feelings are great. Yeah. It's like, be you. It's okay to be you, kids. And we embrace that. We were like, yeah, it is okay to be us. We don't need to be in the rat race. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah it's a... It's a, it's a beautiful little thing. I want to hear from people that haven't aren't Nick heads, but um, I would check it out. And you know, this we should. This is gonna inspire. Um, you know, this is this this isn't quite there yet, but it's the next step for our. Um, what do we call it, Nick Vember? Oh yeah, Nick Vember's coming up, guys. So maybe in a few months, we're gonna, we have plans to maybe have a whole month of what Disney or Nickelodeon original movies. Yeah, if if our Disney if make it overlords will allow it. Yeah. They're going to probably have to fight over us, honestly. There's going to be contract negotiations. Keep um, down low. There might be physical fights over us. We are in demand, so we can't promise this is going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. Keep an eye out. That may happen. This is just a little tease for that, but cool. It's me, Stick Stickly! <laughs> Hey, I'm Face. We'll see you next time on It's On Like Decom. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Hi there, Face here. And it's time to say goodbye for today. So, here's my very, very short goodbye song. <coughs> bye bye, goodbye. Bye bye, goodbye. So long, see you later on, Nick Jr. See you tomorrow, right here on Nick Jr.